The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Pastor Melvin Honda. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV channel 13, San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 in Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kalihi for over 90 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923 and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to his fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospital and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer, or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone designated at the conclusion of the telecast. <clears throat> the men and women of our church choir under the leadership of Assistant Choir Director Pohak Carter will sing for us this glorious song entitled Halfway with a featured solo by Sister Tihani Tuuli. Remember viewers, 
Jesus didn't only sacrifice half of himself to save us, he sacrificed all of himself so that our sins could be washed away and we may be able to enter into his glorious kingdom. Please join in singing with our choir as the words appear on your television screen. Accompanying our choir will be Paul Carter on the piano and Tiari Summers on the organ.
Salvation is an individual matter between you and our Lord Jesus Christ. When He returns in clouds of glory, will we be able to say we have fought a good fight? Our church band, under the guidance of Head Pastor Billy Hunt Jr., will delight us with this invigorating and upbeat song entitled, The Fight Is On. Our soulist, Tracy Asano, believes on the name of Jesus as she sings this beautiful and touching song entitled, Jesus is Real to Me. Accompanying her will be Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Associate Pastor Trustee Edwin Sproth Sr., and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and Sister Iris Locke on the drums. Jesus is real to me. 
This comforting statement written in Hebrews 13, 8 states, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever, allows us to give our all to him for all the things he has done, is doing, and is continued to do. The church choir will once again sing this awesome song entitled, All My Life, All My Life.
Can you envision, viewers, how glorious of an event it will be when the Lord Jesus returns in clouds of glory to call his people home? Our flute ensemble from our church band will play this uplifting song entitled, Behold, He Cometh. The duet consisting of sisters Bohaku Carter and Kalei Reese know they are never alone when they have Jesus 
in their lives. He is the author and finisher of their faith. Listen as they offer their voices in praise unto him in this wonderful song entitled, Abide With Me. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Mrs. Terrellyn Poaha of Molokai. May the Lord always be with you, strength, and continue to pour out his bountiful blessing upon you, pressed down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday.
Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edwin Sproat Sr. And I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental U.S. for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV, channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday School for All Ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamaki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kaunakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Waisano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Aspera in Malogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Aspera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, however, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Melvin? Thank you, Edwin. We born-again Christians believe that God's promises are yea and amen. Therefore, His promise to return in clouds of glory for His own is not a question of if He's returning, but rather is He coming back to translate us to our journey's end 
of eternal life in God's kingdom. Therefore, I sincerely ask the Lord that the message I have entitled, God's people must be prepared to meet him, will cause you to seize the moment to accept Jesus Christ as your savior. In fact, I implore of you, don't let today become one of missed opportunity. Imagine for a moment looking up at an old attic ceiling to see a little movement going on in one of the corners. You discover a spider squirming and gradually moving down, unfurling a fine silky string, bringing it gracefully to the floor. Have you ever wondered if you could gather up the silky string and put it back into the spider's body? No, you could not, because those few moments the spider has spun a strand equivalent to more than a total bulk of its body. When you really think about it, how did the spider manage to perform this wonderful creative act? The Lord Jesus Christ provides his explanation about how wildflowers grow in Matthew 6, 28 to 30. And why take ye thought for the raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? If the lilies of the field, birds of the air, and the spiders on the ceiling can harmonize with the beautiful creative actions of God, how much more capable are we as God's created beings, able to do the same things, but in much more spectacular ways? Plants and animals do the wonderful creative things they do merely, merely because they are and by doing what they're created to do. Hence, those creatures are blessed by God to do many wonderful things. Likewise, mankind is created by a loving God in his own image as written in Genesis 1:27. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Of all of God's creation, only mankind is created like God in spirit, soul, and body. Plants and animals only have a body. Let us then remember that God is a spirit and it is his spiritual image that he created Adam and not in a physical image. God's infinite intellect, sensibility, and volitation attributes that were bestowed upon Adam, but in a lesser degree. And dear television viewers, when we live up to being those things that we are, were created to be, the many wonderful things we can accomplish in our daily lives become limitless. It is true that each one of us is a special creation in Jesus Christ. Believe it or not, there is no one else that is just like you because we are all different. Our physical appearance, our voice, personality, traits, habits, intelligence, and personal traits make us all one of a kind. Even our fingerprints distinguish us from every other human being, past, present, and future. <clears throat> we are personally fashioned by God himself to be unique, and we are not the product of any assembly line. However, the most important facet of our identity is the fact that God created us in his own image. He created us so that we can share in his creation to love, to laugh, and to come to know him as a personal basis, as God, our creator, and we as his creation. God's word, the Bible identifies that God knew us all even before we were born. Jeremiah 1.5 reads, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. God has a definite plan. 
and a purpose for every man, woman, and child created upon this earth. Therefore, we must seek first the Lord Jesus Christ and His righteousness to determine our God-given purpose and to prepare ourselves to become God's masterpiece in Christ Jesus. Today we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ ready to accept His plan of salvation for our souls. We must come to Jesus Christ and surrender our lives unto Him so that we will be prepared to meet Him when He returns in clouds of glory. If you were to ask your friends how to get to heaven, you probably get as many answers as the number of friends you asked. Some may suggest keeping the golden rule. Others might say we need to follow the Ten Commandments. And still others may advise you to pray more, give to the church and to the poor, and do the best you can. While all of this is good advice, it is not good enough because this decision is the most important decision that we will determine whether we spend eternity inheriting eternal life in heaven above or eternal death in hell below. Hence, we really need to find God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. God's word therefore identifies the true source and definition of truth. In John 14, 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Nicodemus, a learned Pharisee, approached Jesus, also seeking the truth in John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The biblical phrase born again denotes that Jesus Christ, the Almighty God, already knows that we were first born of our earthly parents. Hence, Jesus Christ reemphasizes this fact in John 3, 6-7, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Titus 3, 4-7 teaches mankind the essence of how we get to heaven. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which is shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. In our human nature, we are ill-prepared and described as being dead in trespasses and sins. Therefore, just as our body without physical life is declared physically dead, likewise, our body that is separated from God is also described in God's Word, the Bible, as being spiritually dead, being dead in our natural trespasses and sins. We cannot enter into heaven. Therefore, our lives must be cleansed by sin, by the blood of Jesus Christ, which is shed on the cross of Calvary for you and for me. Hence, we must be born again into a new spiritual life in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ came to earth to die for our sins and give every man, woman, and child eternal life in John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord brings us God's peace, joy, and daily lives. Hence, we must be born again by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and be filled with God's Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues to completely fulfill God's mandatory requirement for the salvation of our souls. This spiritual rebirth in Christ Jesus creates every man, woman, and child into a new creature in Christ Jesus and establishes us as water blood-washed members in God's spiritual family. 
John 3, 5 details God's born-again requirement given to every man, woman, and child. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ entails going into the water, being buried under the water, and then coming out of the water. This is the only correct method of water baptism that was performed in God's Word, the Bible. Hence, the term baptism means to be dipped, plunged, immersed into water. And being born of the Spirit means we must receive infilling of God's Holy Spirit that is confirmed by speaking in God's unknown tongue, just as the disciples did on the day of Pentecost. God's Word is crystal clear in stating that the name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Acts 2.38 therefore commands every man, woman, and child to do this. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The term repentance means to have godly sorrow for our sins. We must first make our humble confession of sin to Jesus Christ, and then make application to be born again or be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Some may ask, why is the name of Jesus so important? The answer is found in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none in the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And according to God's word, the Bible, the name of Jesus Christ is God's only saving name that can remove our sins from us as far as from the east is from the west. And when God forgives, he forgets. Ephesians 4, 4 to 6 relates, There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Matthew 6, 24 also relates, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. The things of mankind in the eyes of Jesus Christ are an abomination as stated in Luke 16, 15. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Therefore, Matthew 6, 33 to 34 presents this focus for our lives. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And Colossians 3, 2 to 4 teaches us how to prepare ourselves. Set your affections on the things above and not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall he also appear with him in glory. No one can say by any means, by their way into the kingdom of God, as stated in Psalms 49, 6 to 8. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceases forever. 
1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 14 defines the body of Christ, the church, and its members therein. For as the body is one and had many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Jesus Christ also defined the kingdom of God to be the, to the learned Pharisees and teachers of his day in Luke 17, 20 to 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered unto them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here, or lo there. For before the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God was in the midst of the Pharisees in the person of Jesus Christ and his disciples. And still they did not recognize him. However, we will one day receive this blessed promise addressed to Luke 12, 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Jesus Christ is preparing us as his body of waiting saints by teaching us to love one another in 1 John 4, 10, 12, and 20. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? The essence of our earthly lives can be summed up, not in terms of what has happened to us, or around us, but rather in what is happening within our hearts. God looks at us from the heart out and not from our outward appearance. Hence, the only thing that counts in the eyes of Jesus Christ is the state of affairs within our hearts. Jeremiah 17, 9 to 10, therefore provides this truth. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, searches the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Proverbs 4.23 also points out this word of preparation regarding our hearts. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The importance of the heart is clearly defined for our learning throughout God's word, the Bible. Matthew 15, 18-20 further defines our heart in this manner. But those things which proceeded out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceeded evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. Jesus Christ used this human example to define three forms of sin. First, sin appears in the human nature relating to out of the heart. Second, sin appears in the human mind, relating to the evil thoughts. And third, third sin appears in the human actions, relating to adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies, etc. Accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord is God's only remedy to prepare us as God-fearing Christians. Hence, Hebrews 13, 5, 6, 
and 8 offers us this consolation. Let your conversations be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Jesus Christ also used the simple example of a sparrow to highlight the value of our human lives upon this earth in Matthew 10, 29 to 31. Are not two sparrows sold for a farting? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not therefore. You, are you not more value than the many sparrows? Jesus Christ loves us as his creation and will therefore care for us daily and provide all that we need to survive spiritually and also physically. Having Jesus Christ on our side should be a comfort and joy to our lives, knowing that he cares about us. Likewise, we must be caring about the needs of one another as stated in Philippians 2, 3 to 4. Let nothing be done to strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem one another better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. When we are concerned about the welfare of others, Jesus Christ will bless us likewise and take care of our problems and burdens. When we pray one for the other and love each other, it is a marvelous thing in the sight of God. Matthew 11, 28, 30 offers this invitation to everyone. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, we must put our whole trust in Jesus Christ and bring all our problems, big or small, unto him, and he will work them out for us all. Romans 8, 28 to 31 provides us this final exhortation. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Soon and very soon, the Lord Jesus Christ will return to gather up a prepared body of Christ, his church, by calling them to meet him in clouds of glory, saying, Come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. Let us then be ready, willing, 
and prepared to meet Jesus Christ, dearly, dearly beloved saints of God. Amen. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hand. Our church band will conclude the telecast program with a song entitled, His Way With Thee.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.